This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 66. Episode 66 features Joanna Levine. Um, she goes under the moniker of Pink Wing. Um, that's kind of her band her solo project uh that she does now with her husband um you can also check out joanna's bananas which is uh her children's um project i've known joanna for many years we go back to the good old potion collective uh mckibben days um and actually on my first ep um i remember she actually put some vocals on one of my songs vanilla sky um but I was watching Netflix the other day. I was watching a animated series called Love, Death, Robots. It's a, it's an anthology of animated shorts. And in the episode Fish Night, I heard what sounded like a very familiar voice. And in fact, as I checked it out, I was correct. That familiar voice was indeed Joanna Levine. So if you have Netflix and want to check it out, um, check out Fish Night. Uh, and check out that series, and also shout out to Game of Thrones premiering last night. Uh, spoiler alert, it was epic. Um, in any case, I had a great time catching up with Joanna. She had twins about a year ago. Um, I, I knew that she had a baby. I didn't realize that she had uh, double babies. So needless to say, it was great to catch up with her. And I also asked her if she would sing a song for us, and she did at the end of this episode. So... Check that out. And now, without further ado, this is Joanna Levine. Let's have a conversation. All right, we're rolling. How you doing? Pretty good. What's, uh, oh, let's get this, uh, closer Um, Closer to me? Yeah. This this rig we have here. Just hunch over it. Um, Try to talk toward it. But yeah, how you been? Well, Alec, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a pretty banner year for me. Uh, I'm good. I had uh, <clears throat> I had twins uh, last June, so I think new motherhood with one child is pretty all encompassing. Uh, <laughs> So new motherhood. When did you when did you have the kids? They were born June twentieth. Congratulations. Thank you. So almost coming up on a year. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um and when did you move up here? I moved up to Westchester, uh I guess like Rob and I got married in the summer of twenty fourteen. And then we've been up here for I think that it's coming on four years in September. Rob's grandmother used to, this is her house, um, and when she stopped driving, um, Rob asked me if I wanted to move up here so we could basically help her stay in this house. She's very stubborn, uh, yeah, bullheaded, lovely, but, you know, like, very, like, fiercely independent, Italian lady, well, Italian American, but being Italian was definitely is de- like her parents are, you know, Italian from Italy. Mm-hmm. 
so it was definitely a big part of her her uh, identity. And uh, still is. She's alive. She just moved. She moved down um, to Florida um, uh, to an assisted living place near Rob's mom. Um, when we found out we were having twins, it was sort of like, mm, I don't think that we're going to be able to shoulder, you know, you, you know, just like the time requirements of taking care of two babies and also taking care of a 95 year old woman. She when, needed, she needed more help than we could provide yeah. by, by last spring. Yeah. Um, when did you find out you were having twins? Did you know? Uh, I found out I was pregnant. On Halloween, actually, of, of 2018. Um, and then I didn't find out. I was I was exhausted. I was like, is this what pregnancy is? Holy fuck. Because I was just, like, starving and, like, could barely move. And then I found out a couple days before Christmas that I was having uh, twins. Um, I was just, like, getting, like, a, you know, like a standard sonogram that you get at however many months pregnant I was. And the technician was like, oh, there's two in there. I was like, what? And then, you know, cue expletives and crying and shock. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I got used to the idea, obviously. <laughs> uh, we don't, like me and my wife don't necessarily have plans on it, on, on yeah. kids, period. Um, we're not against it, but like a lot of... How old are you? Uh, I'm going to be 38 this summer. Yeah. Um, and she's gonna be 35 later in the year yeah um, i'm 37 rob is 41 i just kind of i also like my mom always told me that it took her so long to get pregnant with both my brother and i mm -hmm. we're five years apart too it took her that long to get pregnant again to have me and uh so i like always had at the back of my mind like it might take me a bunch of years to get pregnant like i'm already over 35 if i'm gonna do it i better like pull the trigger and then like the first month that we like actually made a conscious effort to do it enough to get pregnant. I got pregnant. So you never know. It could, yeah. you know, you know, after 35, it could be a problem, but it could totally be nothing. Well, we also have a strong likelihood of twins actually. Do you? You have them in, in her, your, both your family, families or what? Not in my family, but yeah. in her family, her mom, like it's, is a twin or what? Not just her mom's like her mom's a twin. Wow. But, like there's like three sets of twins oh or fours. I was like three or four. Oh, you guys are fucked. And then her cousin actually <laughs> just had a kid. Um, her her sisters have kids now. Yeah. Um, but her cousin just had a kid. Kids, I should say. Yeah, they twins, twins too. Is her mom an identical twin? No, these ones are it's all fraternal. fraternal. Yeah. So that's what I read when I got pregnant with twins. You know, you like read all up about twins, and there's like several different kinds, which was news to me. But uh. I definitely knew, you know, there's fraternal twins and there's identical twins. Ours are identical, but they don't look exactly the same. But you'll read that, like, um, you know, uh, the genetic component to, you know, are you going to, the likelihood of you having twins only is really supposed to uh, apply to fraternal twins. Because yeah. it's the, you know, it's like your body's disposition to release more than one egg mm -hmm. per cycle. And that's like a gene that you can pass down. But I know identical twins who have also procreated identical twins. So, like, I don't really believe, I don't believe all the things that I've read. It's, it's yeah. funny. I don't know. But, yeah, well, 
if you end up with twins, give me a call. Yeah, right. <laughs> give you all my twin wisdom. Honestly, you know. nothing helps. It's really just like, it, it's awesome. It's like a really special thing, obviously, but it's like ser- a serious like crash marath- course. It's a mar. It's just a marathon. Yeah. Like the amount of labor when they're super little and they need you for everything. You know, every twin parent that I meet in public and they definitely come out of the woodwork when you have twins is like, it gets easier. It gets easier. It gets easier. Everyone says that to us. And who's you a, have who's a parent, twin parent, a dog or dogs too. I hear. We have, yeah, we have a dog. Our, my dog, Billy that I adopted in Brooklyn. She was a badass Brooklyn foster dog. Nice. And, uh, I love her, but she is not baby bulletproof really she she's got her quirks she's an awesome dog she uh is like super duper affectionate with people who like dogs right if you are a dog lover she will be one of probably your favorite dogs that you've ever met because she's just like a total mush she just wants to lie in your lap and like soak up the pets as much as you'll give them but if if someone is has like even a smidge of an off vibe towards dogs She's nippy and barky and jumpy and annoying. And that also unfortunately applies to other dogs and also small children, not the ba- the babies. She's had like almost zero reaction to so far, but like if a toddler, if a toddler, like our, our neighbor's two year old, she's like, she's not actually bit or nipped her, but it sort of looked like she was going in for a little nip a couple yeah. of, a couple of times. And so. I don't know what we're going to do. If you know anyone who's like an older couple whose children are grown and maybe they live on a farm or in the suburbs with a sweet backyard, let me know. Because if the right adopt adoptive family came up, I would definitely consider it. Just like it's it's really not fair to her at the moment either. Like she definitely gets like a very small fraction of the attention that she used to get from us. And it yeah. just can't really be helped. Now that it's getting warmer, I'll take her on more walks with, with the boys, but like, I'm going to want to start taking them to the park and stuff too. And I can't take her, I can't take her there. So I don't know. It's tough. I don't know what to do with, with, with Billy. It's a suck. That's a sucky part. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, lots of people have kid friendly dogs and they just, you know, all gel into one cohesive family and it's all good that just doesn't happen to be what we have going on unfortunately so you uh i met you years ago yeah we've known each other a long time now um and i remember actually i was thinking about it earlier a decade Mm -hmm. it's crazy Um, it was in mckibben I remember the first time doing... I saw you. You were like hanging out a window in yeah. the Kibben Lofts and we were rolling up to play a loft party. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. you were trying to figure out how to get into the building. Yeah, and I couldn't get into the building and you let me in. Yeah. We were we were pretty fast friends, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was the band at the time was uh, The Collectors. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a fun period. Yeah. It was a really was fun a cool, period. That was a cool show too. Yeah. Was that, was Brad or Adam... Did they throw that show? Do you remember? It might. It was probably Brad. Yeah. Brad was a really close friend of uh, my friend Betsy and Meredith. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he like 
did he like manage McKibben or something or like yeah super, some sort yeah. of supervisor there for a while I don't know what some, happened some to type him. of thing like he that. moved out west or something at some point I know he did the Appalachian Trail oh that's um, cool and actually when me and Laura moved out of the place that I lived in McKibben for a long time um, we briefly sublet his place oh cool um, while we were finding like for like a month while we were yeah. finding ours um, but Is yeah it one of the sweeter for... lofts in the in the building or no. Uh, it was cool. Like yeah. we we came from one of the duplex lofts, so okay. that was like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. In that building, they don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, it was a good good time while it working. happened. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, but so that place was pretty fun. Did you you came to Brooklyn by way of? Are you from Toronto originally? I or? am from Toronto, yeah. And then did you come for that band or like how did you get no. to New York? Uh, it was a windy path. Um, um, I moved to New York uh, the summer of 2006 uh, to go to Parsons to get an associate, uh, an associate in fashion studies. And I did that at Parsons. Did I say that? At yeah. Parsons. Um, and I think that secretly in the back of my head, I really wanted to play music, but I like needed someone or something to give me permission to do that. Um, and of course, my first boyfriend when I, after a very messy breakup from my boyfriend in Toronto, one of my first uh, boyfriends was a trumpet player who went to the new school. His name is Justin Davis. Uh, and I played for him a little bit and he was, he was like, why aren't you doing this? And he was very encouraging. And he introduced me, uh, to a dude named Luke Wesley, who introduced me to the local correspondence bar four open mic and, and like Jesse Robertson and Tanya Buziak. And they, uh, and it was just such a cool scene, and and they gave me my first gigs, and I kept asking people if they wanted to join my band, and they kept saying yes. And I had a thing called, uh, my band was like Joanna Levine and Company for a while, and that included Meredith, um, and the and once Meredith, once Mary and I started playing together, we became pretty tight, and we sort of played it was sort of it's almost our band from the time that we got together because we'd had sort of friends friend band members come and go but she was sort of the stay mm -hmm. um yeah and then uh and she got together with a dude named dan malone who's a super awesome drummer who lived he moved down to savannah and i think stayed there he was playing with a band called less racket for a while oh yeah and I, I knew i knew that name okay. yeah and they were touring a bunch i don't think they're together at all anymore and i think he married an upright bass player and like plays a lot with her but he's doing lots of stuff down yeah. he seems to have sort of like expanded to he seems like a multi, more of a multi-instrumentalist at this point though i think he does play a lot of drums but he he likes playing he likes challenging himself. That yeah. I miss that guy. He was a good I, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because I remember that name, and then I'm like trying to place it, and then less racket. I remember. Yeah. I remember them at some point during yeah. the like they, potion collective time. Also, I think coming through. Well, they got together when I moved 
at one point, uh, I moved back to Toronto for like a couple of months and the collectors fell apart, obviously. Duh. <laughs> I, I just really wanted to record stuff and I think I got impatient and I felt like things weren't happening quickly enough and there were tensions in the band and Mary and Dan were fighting a lot and, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, but he'll probably never, ever listen to this. I don't know. Our, our, uh, bass player who was a bunch older than us and awesome, awesome guy. Um, but he kept showing up drunk to our like rehearsal slash recording sessions. And like, it didn't, it happened like two or three times. And I was just sort of like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you're the one engineering. Like, what are we, you know, like, I don't know. It just felt like it was, we'd reached a sort of like stagnation. Yeah. So I went home to Toronto and I recorded an EP with some friends in Toronto and my boyfriend at the time was an artist. We sort of like holed up at my family's cottage on the lake. And then that was a mess and we broke up and I moved back to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this what you want me? You want me to just like yeah. talk about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my, it's about the various phases of New York City. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's, uh so yeah so then i remember you came back um i don't know if i knew that you had gone but i kind of saw the collector's thing sort of fizzled out yeah yeah and i saw i remember some like shows like from like watching the show seeing a good show and then sometimes because i was around like seeing the like tension also really sometimes you you caught some of that yeah interesting um i mean that's just what happens that's yeah, I know. bands yeah bands, bands um, mates bicker for sure like for sure. M- my band technically still exists um but it's in like the third iteration yeah and now that's you know i don't know what's what gonna happens, happen I but think. like unless you're super lucky and like you were childhood friends and you're yeah. like you know like you're you're like brothers so you're never gonna break up because yeah. you know your family like i could see how that some bands have that dynamic yeah going on. But yeah, that's rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I, yeah, I mean, and then I, th- I don't know what I, there was a pretty good period of like, what am I doing? And there was a period where you do? played with Bird Courage too, right? Oh yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's when I, when I came back, maybe that's when I was playing with Eric a little bit. Yeah. 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 I think he that... had like a period where he was like kind of homeless and like didn't. I mean, man, what a guy. What a talent. Yeah. That, that dude is. And, like, a sweet person. So he, like, we played it together a bit. And, like, I remember seeing him at Potion, and I was like, this guy has got something special, you know? Like, he's really talented, and he's really, like... You know when some people play, you can... Some people play who are, like, really awesome. They, there's no, like, trace of self-consciousness in them even if they're like sort of like a shy person it's just like they're completely uh possessed by by the art by what they're doing and i just really got that vibe from eric and i i don't know what he's doing now did he move out did he move out west no i think he's still around um he like 
it's he is an interesting guy because he also like he's a visual artist yeah too. exactly yeah and i know he was like woodworking or yeah, doing some sort of fabrication or something maybe that's what he does for that's a living the last now. time i talked to him i think was he was doing like woodworking yeah um i have to blow my nose and it's sorry no nah, it's fine <laughs> it's uh It's funny, though, like, with him, like, knowing how talented he is as a musician, and then it's, like, you know, woodworking. Um, It's not, like, why are you doing that, but, like... I think that... I know that, personally, I mean, I'm... I'm a bit bit of a visual artist also. Yeah. Like I can move here to go to fucking fashion school, you know, yeah. and the best stuff that the most applicable stuff that I learned there was uh digital design and thank goodness cuz like I've been designing my doing my own graphic design and branding stuff and and have even gotten paid doing to do that for for a couple of friends too and I think that a lot of people who are musicians are also, you know, like multi-creative. Yeah, absolutely. People. You know, it's just takes, you know, however many outlets you can find for it, I think is, yeah. is cool. Especially if he can make a living doing that. It's really hard to make a living playing music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when did music start with you? Because, like, you came to In New life? York. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, as far as, like, playing and stuff like that. Uh. Well... I always loved to sing when I was a kid. My mom has a beautiful voice. She probably could have pursued something as a singer if she'd had the support. Um, but alas, Jewish conservative Jewish upbringing. Uh, I think that I needed to escape, honestly, my family in order to be able to take it to, and even a little bit seriously. I think that's part of what coming to New York was about for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I always loved to sing, but I was a shy kid. So like, I never got really like the leads in like camper school plays or anything like that. Um, but then I started to, but like, I always took instrument lessons when I, I took piano when I was a kid, when I wanted to quit that, my mom, bless her, made me pick up guitar instead. And I did that a little bit though. I've it's been like very like pick up and pulled it, put down guitar playing my whole life. So I took a bunch of lessons here and there. Um, but I think when I was around like 14, I started like really like realizing that like I could learn almost any song through, you know, printing out some tabs from ultimate guitar archive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, by the time I went to college, I, I did a couple open mics um, at York University in Toronto, and uh, and I wrote my first couple songs in like my my maybe my second or third. No, I wrote a I wrote a song when I was like seventeen, but I didn't write another one again until I was like twenty one, and then I started writing them more. And yeah, and then after college. Um, my boyfriend at the time, Chris and I, we went to, we went to Beijing to live for a little bit and, um, and some, and lived with some friends there. Also a Canadian couple from Toronto, uh, James and Alana and, uh, Alana was a great guitar player, actually better guitar, way better guitar player than me. 
but uh, we had like a little expat duo uh, while we were living in Beijing and we even got a couple gigs because we were kind of like a novelty there and actually and I uh, I got hired to be a backup singer for a Nigerian dude on like a Chinese star search type show while I was in Beijing so like I guess those were like kind of like my first paid music gigs so funny yeah i have very little well i guess i remember it's yeah no i'm thinking no it's funny how especially to me with like new york like it's 11 or 12 years this summer i think for me and it's uh i guess it's gonna be 11 years um but especially like within the first three years of new york just that period there were like definite like chapters um, oh, yeah. To where now it feels That's like what there's New like... York is all about. Yeah, yeah, it's totally like I kind of even think of it as lifetimes. Exactly, because, I was going to say the like, same people thing. People come and go, and your entire social circle is different and change. Like, yeah, from, completely from, change like, over three year chunk to three year chunk or and five. Even I just finished. Um, it's kind of been there's been a distancing for like the last year or two um, from Pine Box. Do you still work there? I just finished actually yeah. like a couple of days ago. Oh really? Um, wow. But it's a like, big deal. Yeah. But the time I've been there You were there for how long were you there for? Eight years. I've wow. never been anywhere that long. Yeah. Um but it like, must have been a good situation then if you stayed for that long. It was you must have liked the people that you worked with yeah. in management. So. Um yeah, for the most part. Um but phases and chapters yeah. and, totally. and there. Like including in that that's like a place where I was actually in the same place. Um, and I mean, I've been in Bushwick also for a long time, but like that place and being behind that bar, managing that bar for a time and like the... So you were managing the pine, the pine box? For, oh, a t- wow. for a few years. I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, but there was a period of time where like, so I invited people on the final day and I had people from like all yeah, different like goodbye, times. Goodbye party. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because... Yeah, there was like, you know, a year or two where you're hanging with one group of people. Yeah. And then I've seen the whole, I've seen it change over, like the whole social crowd there yeah. change over like three or four times, yeah. like completely. I'm sure. Um, it's so transient yeah. in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was really cool the other day because um, I'm watching Netflix and I love Black Mirror um, and... <laughs> Rewatching like, Death Love so Robots. Watching, yeah, <laughs> and and I hear this voice, and I'm like, man, like, that sounds just like somebody I know. Aww, and I'm like, that's so fun that you recognize my voice. And then I'm like, you know, it, that episode, it just kept going, and I was just like, yeah. that has to like, if it's not her, it sounds just like Joanna. Um, and so then I looked, and I was like, okay, that was. So that was really cool. That thing's a, it's a really cool thing. I'm super stoked and grateful that that happened so how did uh how did that come about yeah um so uh it's like a couple years ago now i signed up for this online uh writing music for sync course Mm -hmm. um and they really strongly advocated for co-writing with people which i haven't done a lot of um, but they connect you with like an online Facebook group with everyone that's in the course. And so I, you know, I just posted like, is anyone in the New York area that would want to get together? 
to write. Um, and two, two dudes spoke up. One of them I wrote with one time and it was not super pr- fruitful. And the other dude was David Weiss. And, uh, he's a super awesome get veteran guitar player lived, um, lived in LA, I think for a really long time and then moved back to New York. And, uh, he's just a total pro. And, uh, and he actually already has a licensing agent, like a very real licensing agent who had already placed one of his songs on the HBO show, um, the night of, yeah, you see that? Yeah. It's a good show. Um, which it's the one where like, where, uh, the the Indian, the Indian kid gets, uh, yeah. Gets accused of murder. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So we we met and he's like he's not super jewy or anything but i don't know it's like when jew meets jew sometimes it just feels like familiar like you're like a relative that i never met you know slash friend i don't know if that's silly to say but we just sort of we just got along right away and uh and he is just like a pretty easy person to write with, like very like give and take, not very critical, but like not a pushover, you know, um, and such a great guitar player. He's sort of like the guitar player that I wish I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so like, so awesome at the, at the acoustic blues thing, which I think more and more I realize is like probably my favorite kind of music. So, uh, the second tune that we wrote that sundown blues was the song that got so we've had two we've written two songs and they've both been placed which is super cool and now i need to like get my shit together and figure out how to Do keep more doing that. that yeah but uh the first song is called um ain't no midnight um and it's sort of like a blues rock um harder sort of thing uh and it was just sort of background music on brooklyn 99 Nice. Which is still kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, and then that Sunday on Blue song, yeah, got picked up um, for for Fish Night on <laughs> Death, Love, and Robots, which is such, like, a cool thing that that show even exists. Yeah. Because it's so arty. And it's, like, really just, like, the animation enthusiast's, like, wet dream. And it's such, like, a niche uh, thing to put out there. Netflix is so cool. Yeah. They're... Yeah. They're, uh, they just put out so many shows, I guess. You like, know, they're just like, well, what about this? Did Let's you put s- this out there? Do you watch Black Mirror? I've watched a bunch of it, not um, all of it. Because the yeah. one they did this year was the they I haven't did seen a this Choose year. Your Own Adventure. So it's just Ooh, one thing, but see it's that. a Choose Your Own Adventure, and it's is it really uses... like you sit there with like a remote and you yeah. click which way to go? And so it uses Dude. Netflix thing. Like it's that's, that's kind so of like cool. a a beta version. So some people are pretty critical of it. Like, oh, well, really? it's not. You know, it's not really choose your own adventure, or it's like limited, but it's like it's the first thing of its kind like that. Um, so Come I, on, I thought haters. it was really cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're like, oh, the story, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it's experimental, so yeah. I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, and it's the type of thing that Netflix would, for sure. would do. You know, would be the ones bander snatches what that one's called. I think. That's what the, the, the season is the, called? Or is, it's just one ep- That's just one, one kind of standalone okay. thing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, it's separate good. from Black Mirror? It's a Black Mirror 
choose your own adventure movie. Okay. Okay. Cool. But gotcha. they haven't released like another a season again. Um, so that was like the the, thing. the release that happened last like most recently. Cool. Um, but it was cool. Cool. Yeah. Check that out. Rob would probably like that too. it was cool though that song because uh it like it was different but sounded like it suits you you know what i mean it's like the song that i always wanted to you know it's like the style that i always kind of wanted to do i think but didn't totally have the resources also like like david is such a like driven like let's get this shit done let's get this shit done so he like he's not fucking around you know like he's a grown-ass man he's like figured out a business for him for himself that like sustains him so that he can play as much music as he possibly can and he does yeah and uh and he's writing like even if he's not writing with me he's writing with other people i'm pretty sure too but we've had we have a really good track record you know we're two for two so we need to keep going but like he he really made it happen like i i helped write the song songs and i sang on them and i helped with production a little bit on the first one but like he really like he really produced those those songs also like he really made that shit happen you know like he had he has a great i have a great network of musicians too because like rob rob is a pro and all of his friends are pros he went to you know purchase um college for music so their entire circle of friends not entire but most of them are still in new york so they all play together and and uh record together and all of that so they're all awesome and that's who I've been playing with, you know, like post, uh, you know, Pink Wing. So Joanna Levine and co turned him to Pink Wing. So I've been playing with Rob and uh, friends of his that have become friends of mine for for the last bunch of years. We've been together, I think, maybe like five and a half, six years, something like that. We've been married four years. And do you... So we were together like a year and a half before that. And do you, you play in a group together or you play different projects well when when penguin plays it's me and rob right. and and whatever friends are, are available mm-hmm. yeah and we've played as a duo a little bit and we have a kids duo also called joanna's and bananas which is also the name of the the kids music program that i run up here um well, and I feel like we should actually we should and will flush that out because I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to play as that kids duo and maybe maybe even add some drums or something at some point. Um. Yeah, no, Pinkwing Pinkwing is me and Rob at this mm. point, definitely. I mean, I write so all, I write start? all the songs, but he he's pretty much like my music director and stuff. When did you start uh, Joanna's ben- Bananas? Joanna's and Bananas. Uh, while we were still living in, um, we lived in Ridgewood in Queens, uh, you know, which is pretty much the extension of Bushwick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like near the end of living in New York, I'd been teaching a program called Music Together for a pretty long time. And I just wanted to branch out a little bit to do more of my own thing you know just be able to have independence and not have to 
Yeah, I just be. I think that I'm programmed to be an entrepreneur. I have a hard time just like working for other people for, you know, indefinitely. Um, yeah. So I just I started doing some sing-alongs around Brooklyn um, when I was still down there, and uh, when I moved up here, it seemed I worked I worked for a couple music together centers up here for the fir- the first year that I was here, but I was also trying to get my own thing together and I was approached by two super cool young moms um who were also Brooklyn expats to Westchester you know um one had just opened a, a yoga studio in Pleasantville called Sprout Wellness and she asked me if I wanted to to uh run some music classes there and another her name's Harper um Harper Chang Dion um, and the other, uh, is Anna Milner and she runs, uh, a little like kids enrichment space called the little red in Dobbs Ferry. And she asked me if I wanted to run classes there. So I've been, I've been in those two spots almost since I moved up, like the first year that I moved up here and I've tried a couple other places that haven't totally sticked, but, uh, I would like to run classes in our own neighbor, my own neighborhood at some point. And I actually tried to, to do that at a yoga studio just around the corner, but like, they didn't know me, you know, they didn't really have connection to me. They didn't want to like vouch for me. And I feel like that's what, that's kind of what makes it work was like those women, the original two women, like they reached out to me, you know, they're willing to sort of help promote. It's really, it's kind of hard to promote just like, in a vacuum, you know, you kind of need, like, to net, you know, network, yeah. network promote. I think that's kind of, oop, I think that's kind of uh, the key thing. Yeah, like cross with, promotion. Yeah, yeah, with everything, like, it's good to do things for yourself, but you can't really do anything by yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Know? Yeah. 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 Anyways, so that's what I'm doing. I'd like to expand it a little more and yeah, we'll see. I'm sure we will write more songs, play more kids music, record a kid's album that needs to happen sometime soon. I also had like enough songs for a new Pinkwing album too, that we were like, we're going to do it before the baby comes. And then we're like, I'm having two babies and I can't move. So that's kind of been put on hold. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, they won't be, so teeny tiny forever i can't believe like a year is almost up it's nuts dude the craziest thing happened right before you got here i don't know if you did you see those two little like jumper things that were in the in the living room yeah they're jumperoos um and up till this morning if i put a baby in one of those they really can't get out of it and it entertains them and it's all good so Micah climbed out of that fucker by himself while I was putting Jonah down. I don't know how he got out of it. He must have done like an epic face plant once he did get out of it, but he didn't cry. I just sort of heard like rustling outside the door and I assumed that it was you actually. But when I got out there, Micah was just like chilling in the dining room. Oh my gosh. My brother um, who did become a gymnast at one point and, yeah. and then was a break dancer um, when he was like a baby, like two. Yeah. Um, well, no, like 
I, I can't remember. He was still in his crib. Yeah. And he kept getting out of the crib. He and my mom could not figure it. out how he was doing yeah. it. And this is where the gymnast thing, <laughs> she finally saw it one morning. He would like reach over the side of the crib and flip out. Like he oh would flip God. himself out of the crib. That's so crazy. And like kind of land on his feet, sort of. Oh my, so, okay. So, so, so he, was, so he was, wasn't landing on his head. So, no, yeah. well, that's good. <laughs> so, hey, hey. Escape artist, you know? Yeah, like thank God that like... That he didn't go for, like, the basement door and basement door wasn't open. Thank God the dog wasn't downstairs. Anyways, we got to tighten up our childproofing game around here for sure. Officially, now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So it gets easier, but then it gets, you know, more complicated. It only gets more complicated. I mean, I guess it gets more complicated as they get more complicated. It becomes more emotional and less like basic needs. Not that it's not emotional now. (laughs) It's mostly just like, what do you need? Why are you crying? I just fed you. You're not wet. What's wrong? Your teeth probably hurt. That's probably what's happening. Or your brother just stole something from you. Yeah. That's, Fine. that's what crying's about at the moment I think yeah is that the that's the monitor these are, yeah, yeah. These are our monitors they connect via Wi-Fi to whatever device we have it loaded on but it looks like they're still sleeping it's good well um, oh uh, so where's the best place for people to to follow to you me? and stuff I mean, do you do the for Instagram kid, for kids stuff? Yeah, so much of my social media stuff is just like personal, like baby posting at the moment. Aside from you know, like, I put I, Instagram is the most up to date pink wing account, and there's also a Joanna's and Bananas account on uh, on um, Instagram and also Facebook. There's pink wing on Facebook too. I just like I haven't been active. So yeah, I mean. I'm posting the the song that I released with David is actually released as Joanna Levine and Skull Brothers. So, unfortunately, that's not going to link people to my Pink Wing stuff. Oh yeah, but like they're for music. I have uh, the Pink Wing stuffs all over Spotify. It's everywhere. Yeah. Actually, nice. Yeah. Um, is there a link for the? So there's a link for the song somewhere. Yeah, I actually just posted um, the, so that song, here's a funny story, Ashley. Uh, that song, Sunday and Blues, was added to the Death, Sex, and Robot, Death, Love, and Robots? Death, Love, and Robots uh, playlist that Netflix, I guess Netflix puts out a playlist for most of their shows, I guess. Um, and somehow, a really old song of mine ended up on that playlist that's cool like as an accident by accident it's so strange like how did that happen yeah anyways yeah the song passage is like from i don't know 2009 or something and it's on that playlist anyway so yeah i posted actually a link to that on i think it's in my instagram highlights the pink wing instagram highlights cool yeah or search i mean joanna levine and skull brothers yeah 
Yeah, that's how you find that. Nice. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no. I mean, I have really nothing in the works at the moment, but hopefully I will soon. That's, you know, just sort of, dude, as I don't, you know, maybe for some moms it, it's not the case, but like I'm pretty much a stay at home mom. Like I, I, we have Rob watches the boys on Wednesday morning so I can teach a bunch of preschool music classes and I teach, uh, the Joannas and Bananas music and play classes on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. But like, aside from that, like I'm home and it is just like a nonstop job. Like it, there's no real, there's not a real lot of breaks. I mean, they go to sleep at seven thirty, but by then, like I need to clean everything. And then I'm so tired <laughs> that I pass out. But, uh, you know, that won't last forever. Right. Right. <laughs> so there will be more music. There will be more music. I just gotta, it's just like really like figuring out how to navigate the, how to navigate this massive life change and still keep the things that I decide what I really care about because time is limited. So I really have to be conscious about how I choose to spend the time that I do have away from, from my kids. So, yeah, I think that the thing that I really, I, I really want to write more songs with David. I feel like, I feel like writing and recording is just a lot, just makes a lot more sense than like playing out live forever and ever for like not a lot of people most of the time. It's like, at least if you're recording, you have something to show for it and if you bust ass, maybe you can make a little money off of those tunes. I think that's where my head is at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love playing live. I just, I don't know. It's just not where I am at the moment, I think, I guess. Yeah. We've like, done more uh, kids gigs than the last Pinkwing gig I did was like over a year ago now. It was last March. We've been hired to do like a couple Joannas and Bananas things just like at, at schools, at kids' schools. We've been like hired to come and play for the kids for as like special event type things. Yeah. Probably we've done some like flea market and farmer's market things in the past too. Maybe we'll get to do some more of that this summer. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. Well, keep me posted on, on what you're up to. I will. Um, I'll keep my Thanks ears. Thanks for coming ears Thanks open for also for here. you know for your music <laughs> yeah um, thanks for asking me to come and, and chat yeah well it's good to catch you up to come and chat <laughs> good to catch up with you it's funny though because yeah. i i was thinking of your place on what street is that white no not white um you used to live on i used to live near on mckibben Le i lived on that? leonard for a bit i lived on are you the the nearest that I lived to McKibben was um, what was it? Borum. Borum. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And yeah. in my head, you were still, oh, oh yeah, I'll totally go there. Yeah. Like, That's where I have no <laughs> idea where Joanna lives these days. Um, but no, nah, it was good. Sorry. Um, it was good. <laughs> how, how was the commute? Uh, I was. It was smooth actually. Good. You know. Good. Um, and 
I, I I like driving sometimes. It's nice to get out of the city, probably. I mean, honestly, driving out of Manhattan sucks balls yeah. almost all of the time. Yeah, but, but uh, coming from Brooklyn, coming you know, from you Brooklyn, kind of go around. If you around, can avoid it, exactly. it's not too bad. Yeah. 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 So. So right uh, Do you feel like playing a song? Yeah, I gotta find and tune a guitar. Hang on cool. a sec. Okay. So... This song's called uh, Sweet Mountain Man. It is not recorded. It's one of my favorite tunes that has not been recorded yet. We need to record it. I like it. So I, I wrote it while I was in, while I was single and visiting my brother in uh, Colorado and uh, my sister-in-law, Riley. And uh, she's like, Boulder is just like filled with like tall, handsome men wearing plaid, bearded men. So it, the joke sort of became that this uh, was the manifestation song that uh, brought Rob into my life. That's sort of the shtick that we tell when we play it live. So it goes like this. Crystal clear that I found 
Thank you. So that was my conversation with Joanna Levine. Um, I forgot to mention at the top of the episode that that episode was not recorded in my normal studio underneath the Rack Shack, an all-inclusive lingerie store in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, That was actually recorded up in Scarsdale, uh, Westchester, um, at Joanna's house because, yeah, she has the twins. Um, So anyway, it was a good time catching up with her. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed talking with her. Uh, The links to her Instagram page and stuff like that will be in the show notes of this episode. Um, If you enjoy this episode and have enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you're interested in coming on the podcast, uh, reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, email, the website, um, wherever you want. I think, I can't remember if I mentioned it in the last episode, but uh, my computer crashed um, after coming back from from Amsterdam. Um, It is operational again. It might be on borrowed time, but we are going forward with the podcast and with the project. Um, We're just going to keep it going. Um, Even if there are some slight missteps and some slight struggles, you know, you just keep going. You get up, you keep going. So that's what we're doing. That's what I encourage you to do. Thank you very much for listening. Keep listening um, and do your projects. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace.